Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is the Fightful Podcast for June 19th. We are going to talk WWE SmackDown. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight. But before we get into the topic that has been really consuming the wrestling world over the past couple days, I want to introduce Mr. Warren Hayes, who did an incredible job hosting the Wednesday Night War. Please. Do you know how – I mean, I'm not even going to say pleasantly surprised because I was not surprised, but I was very pleased. I was very happy. I, I, I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, man, this is good. This is a good wrestling podcast. Uh, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Louis was a good guy. I, I, I enjoyed him. I think we're going to have a good time. Alex and I have promised to make his, uh, his life harder and harder as we move forward, <laughs> but that's the life of an intern. He just has to deal with it. No, it was a good time. We, we like Louis a lot. Hope you guys come over uh, next Wednesday as we continue the shenanigans. Make sure you guys check that out. Reminder, uh, if you donate a Super Chat, you will get your question or statement read on the air. I'm going to set some guidelines on that that I will talk to as we get through this. First off, I want to say, uh, in, in light of some things... If we could refrain from David Starr mom jokes, it was a running gag on Quizlemania. I don't think that would be a, a sensitive thing to really approach for a lot of people right now. Uh, let's, let's uh, halt the, the Dong Lord stuff. We're not going to do any Blue Chew or Manscaped ads, at least for the next couple of shows. They are sponsored. They are loyal. And obviously they are not implicit in the things that have went on in, uh, the wrestling world, but, I think that considering the, the the state of where we are and the things that have kind of emerged, those would be weird things to really go into and to tackle. Uh, there have been a lot of accusations and stories that have emerged and allegations and pretty soon probably some charges and convictions from the wrestling world, from people that have been abused and people that have have quite frankly been raped that have been taken advantage of any number of different things. Like it's, I don't know if there's a term that encompasses everything that we've heard. We have a lot of questions of why is this being covered? Why isn't it? I want to clear the air on that. 
if the accused releases a statement, if the company releases a statement on their behalf, if a transaction is made as a result of that, or if there is a police report that is filed, charges that are filed, convictions that are happening, we will cover that. Uh, there is no source that Fightful has that is like someone that, that is exempt. Uh, quite frankly, I, I ain't going to use a source that is a rapist, a racist, anything like that. I, I We don't need them in that regard, so we're not looking to protect anybody. We're not looking to do that. Uh, there are pretty uh, strict guidelines that we have to follow uh, for, for legal reasons. We were cited as evidence in a lawsuit over the past couple of years, so we do have to be cognizant of that. There are some people that say, well, how does this stack up to the Enzo Amore situation? When we reported on that, that's because a police report was filed. That was it. Uh, the, the courts handled that, so to speak. The police handled that. Uh, and, and that came of what it was, but there have been a lot of people implicated. David Starr issued a, uh, issued a statement, a very bad one, quite frankly. Um, Matt Riddle has issued a statement via his attorneys. Uh, WWE has issued a statement as well. Uh, Legaro, Jordan Devlin, countless others. Dave Lagana is out of the NWA. Warren, I want some initial reactions from you, and I know that's even even though we knew this conversation is coming, that's still kind of it's putting somebody on the spot because it's difficult to relate to what any of these people are going through right now that are sharing their stories and have these experiences. Uh, yeah, you n- nailed it right on the head. If you haven't gone through it, you it is extremely difficult to relate. It's extremely difficult to put yourself in their shoes and be like, okay, yeah, I get it. And this is the point where this is the moment where where you don't have to necessarily relate. You don't have to react. You know, where the women and men who are coming out as victims aren't necessarily doing it for the rest of us to come in and and fix their problems and find a solution instantly and and be there and and react. They want us to listen. They haven't been heard over whatever period of time that they've carried this this baggage with them. It's sure some of them have been carrying it for years, decades in a couple of circumstances and this is the moment where where you your empathy is really put to the test. This is the moment where you're like I'm going to listen. We don't have to jump to the conclusions. We don't have to start accusing people. We don't have to be like, oh, but my favorite wrestler. It doesn't matter. The bigger story is these people are coming out and they're doing it because they they had pain. They were living with this for years and it has to come out. You know, wrestling was wrestling had a code for such a long time. We're generally referred to as kayfabe. But essentially, it was a code of silence. It only benefited one group of people in the wrestling business. And this is a Warren Hayes editorial, by the way. It only benefited one group of people in the business of wrestling, and that was promoters. It didn't, it, it didn't serve the fans. It didn't serve the talent. It served the promoters exclusively. It was best for them to keep everything among the boys so that everything could be settled among the boys. And how many guys lost their jobs or were put in trouble or were blackballed because they uh, they fell on the wrong side of the tracks because or on the wrong side of an issue or whatever? <clears throat> this is exactly it here. The, kayfabe might be dead in storyline purposes, 
you know, we, we don't have any Art Bar situations, you know, w- yeah. from back in the late 80s where Art Bar rapes a girl, gets slapped a thousand dollar fine and keeps working in Portland and gets hired by WCW under Jim Hurd. And, and had he not died, would have worked for every major wrestling promotion in the absolutely. world. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's a very fair prediction effectively kayfabe is dead but the code of silence still persists this basis that oh well this is the business suck it up it doesn't have to be that way if everything evolves and everything does by the way everything changes the business changes and the way business is approached has to change as well and we're we just have to be more open about these conversations and we have to realize that nobody is perfect but also we have to be supportive of those who have suffered very vile, vile acts. And we have to stand up for that as fans to show that we don't tolerate this silence anymore. We don't want an iron curtain where things happen and people suffer despite the fact that they're out there entertaining us. That's all that they want to do. They want to live off of something that makes – off of a passion, off of an art form. We don't have to tolerate that as fans anymore. And that's why this is really important to just sit back, listen as fans, and learn so that we can all move on from this. To me, they're, they're pretty simple guidelines to follow if you're – I mean, no means no, period. No means no. You have a sexual advance and somebody says, no, that's it, wrap it up. Maybe you can be friends with that person. If that that person's response is, I have a boyfriend, I have a girlfriend, that probably means no, just so you all know. Don't hit your significant others, male, female, otherwise. Don't don't hit them. Don't, Don't go after people who are too young to make those kinds of decisions on their own. It's... Those guidelines are very simple to follow, and... I mean, just a couple of years ago, we had stories of, I mean, we've had stories of promoters who, who do this type of thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, even, and even the stories about Moolah that came out and about how, how that, that affected things. Like there were people that were scared to talk about that after she had died. There are people that were scared to talk about Herb Abrams after he died. There were people scared, obviously still scared to talk about some of the other accusations out there among big promoters. There, some of these stories are 10, 15 years old, and these people did not feel comfortable telling them. And I know it's easy to say, well, why, why didn't they say anything before now? I, I, I can't tell you that. They can, maybe. Maybe they can. But don't judge them if, if they can't. The, the, and, go ahead. No, but you're absolutely right. No, you're right. And I just want to add in one thing because I saw a couple of comments in the chat. This is not a question about taking sides, and this isn't no. a, a thing where we want to crucify and cancel wrestlers. Jesus Christ. This movement isn't coming out of nowhere. This isn't isolated incidents. You had one guy put out a shit apology that triggered a whole bunch of people to come out with their stories. Now, it's not a question of picking who's wrong or who's right at this point. God damn it, it's to sit down and listen to what these people have to say. Then we'll let the rest be handled. But just listen, because it's not an isolated incident. Because if it was, it wouldn't be making waves like it is. 
And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Man. It's like, how, how do you broach this type of thing? How do you, how do you even, you can't understand them. I mean, I, I did hear from one of the accusers. One of the accusers gave me the courtesy, the heads up to reach out last week and say, Hey, listen, I see you associating with this person. This is what happened. And I said, you know what? I, I'm not that close to that person and I'm, I'm not going to associate with that person. Uh, that, that is, that is not the thing. And that conversation got more, more in depth. Or I think I said, Hey, listen, I don't, I'm not associated with that person. And this week, it ain't hard to see how that all came out. I'm trying to find the words and it is very hard because it's, it's like, hard. It's, it's like very, very hard. It's also like, who the fuck am I to, even try to put into words what's happening to these people. What? Who am I to even be voicing that out? But, I mean, it's like at the same time, it'd be very irresponsible for us to not broach one of the, the most all-encompassing stories, period. And it's not just British wrestling. It is... It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And... Uh, yeah, I, I just encourage people, be responsible with this. Be responsible with your words to these people, to the people that are going through this, to anybody. Like, you, you don't know what might cause them, you don't know what might cause them to have these feelings that, that are rushing back and are tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, I mean, it's it's not an easy transition to go into this, especially considering the opening segment of the show and WWE having to issue a statement about Matt Riddle and really any number of talent and Matt Riddle sending out a legal notice, so to speak. But uh, that's what we're here for. I just say, uh, basically, guys, let these people speak. Be patient as best you can. Be responsible and be respectful to them. As, as best you can. And you know, maybe I'm not the best person to kind of put that out there or, or preach, so to speak, but man, it's, until you've been in their shoes, it's hard for me to imagine that you could, you could accurately understand. And hopefully you're never in their shoes. Hopefully you're not. And that's kind of the point here. That's kind of the point. Or, your sister or your brother or yeah. your daughter or your son. I really hope it never happens. Well, we did have WWE SmackDown tonight. A reminder, get your super chats in. We will read your question or statement on the air. If uh, they are disrespectful in any way, we are going to completely ignore them. You're probably going to get banned, and that, that, that'll just be it. But... Uh, throwback 27 says with the world going crazy and all this insanity happening, we as a community have to stand by each other through tough times. We encourage each other to be the best we can be, pick each other up when one or all of us fall. We are amazing people and there is hope out there. Just have to help each other. And I'm grateful to be a part of the wrestling community and extremely proud to be a part of the wrestling or the community of Fightful. Also, thank you, Sean Warren and everybody at Fightful. 
Hey, we thank you. And uh, Throwback is a very good example of a good person and a person who's been through a lot and is has has learned to kind of cope with that and and deal with that. And oh man, it's it's a very somber and. It's just I'm I'm never at a loss for words. I'm at a loss for words right now. So, somber and sobering, you know. It's it's a little bit of both because yeah. you, you 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 don't want this kind of stuff to happen to anyone. And when you realize how widespread it is and how uh, accepted is not the right word, but yeah. not not shun, not shunned. Let's put it that way. That's what's most striking. It's how systematic and it's how systematic it is. Uh, and it's just like, well, uh, suck it in the number, the number of trainees or people who, who trained while they were training, were told suck it in X does Y. You just have to deal with it. Oh, and you're 17 years old, man. When you're training, you're 18. You're, you're just, you're still in high school when you, when you're doing this stuff, how do you have any kind of life experience? How do, how do you expect to deal properly with this kind of stuff when you're like, I'm living my dream. I'm doing something very that that's close to me. It's my passion, and and you're like, well, this is how it goes. This is how the business rolls. You're like, okay, uh, all right, makes you. It it really does make you think on how everything is 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 set up. And it's it's like sometimes wrestling can make you feel really gross. And the thing is, you got to remember this. This doesn't just happen in wrestling. This happens all over the place. And. It should be stopped everywhere. If you see, if you hear of this type of stuff, do your best to stop it. There, there is no friend worth having that if, if one of your friends is doing this to somebody, it, it ain't tough to say, that's not fucking cool. That's not okay. And if they have an issue with that, they aren't worth having. They aren't worth being there for. Joseph Farley says, just donated $10 to Rain. Anyone want a match? I commend you for that. Uh, thank you for that. Hannah Moore says, it's not just happening to talent. It's happening to female fans at every single show by male fans. Every single show. I can't count the number of times I have been near a wrestling show, whether it be with my wife or with one of my friends, and a female is there, and how they're dressed gets approached. Just because they want to look nice, just because they want to wear whatever the fuck they want, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, man. It, I'm not dressing for you, boys. And, and another thing, hey, you. by the way, if you're calling people ring rats, you're a fucking idiot. I see that shit all the time today. Here's the thing: what happens between two legal consenting adults ain't my fucking business. I don't care how they're dressed. I don't care if it's a if it's a, a female wrestler and a fan, if it's consenting, if it's legal and they want to do it, who are you to call somebody a ring rat? Who are you to say, to look down on somebody? Jesus Christ. I see that so often and I'm like, get get the fuck out of here. Consent and legality. It ain't tough. Charlie Wolf says you guys aren't preaching. You're both saying it as well as any of a can with the platform you have and we appreciate uh, love to everyone. Thank you very much. Um, Anakin says, only SmackDown and the post-fight show or the Fightful post-show can drag me away from Last of Us Part 2. Are you on that? Are you on that train? Yes, he is. 
I mean, I I tried to play the oh, first. I'm not. Oh, no, Anakin is. I haven't. I haven't started playing yet. No, no, I'm still. I'm I'm still very hooked on Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I didn't know what Animal Crossing was until my wrestling friends started to play it. There you go. Didn't you didn't go. know at all. I still uh, haven't got the wrestling ring yet. Because there's a wrestling ring object that you can set outside and people have actually been making like their backyard shows. The having their own outlaw mud shows out there in Animal Crossing land. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> people people keep telling me my mic is reverberating. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. It happens. People people keep telling me my mic is reverberating. Yeah, my mic is a little little hot right now. My my apologies, but we gotta get through this and, and we'll figure it out. Tim Traver says, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I'm super pumped for Sunday Fishing Day. I hope I bring in a monster catfish. He did last weekend. I saw it on Instagram. Uh, Gisberto Guzzo says, just wanted to show my appreciation for you guys. Thanks for everything you do. Guys, check out Gisberto's uh, author page on Fightful. He writes some great stuff. Colt Badu says, did you see the raw video ad for next week? The narrator said, Tazawa and his ninjas are facing our truth for the title. As Jeremy pointed out, it's kind of weird to promote a 24-7 title match sometimes. Sometimes? All sometimes. the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Azo Smith says, it took my ex-girlfriend two years for me to tell her her story. or on great terms, and I could never understand the pain, but I stand and pray they stay strong. Hey, I, I feel the same for you, buddy. Uh, Eric DeRiggi says, broke my silence about HWA, uh... I think as a twenty or about twenty years ago about my abuse. Sorry that you went through that. It's it's hard again, hard for me to, to say anything else beyond that. Go Indy now says, I just wanted to thank both of you, Sean, for answering my questions on the Q and A each and every time, and Warren for the extra hour he spends with his patrons. You guys are awesome. I'm telling you guys, Warren's Warren's on fire right now. <laughs> Warren Hayes is on fire. I'm just riding the rocket ship, <laughs> dumping some fuel into it here and there. Well, we did have SmackDown. Uh, AJ is gloating big time about winning the Intercontinental title. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wants Daniel Bryan to come in and present him with that title and congratulate him. And Daniel Bryan begrudgingly does it, but says, you know what? You are a great champion. You are going to be a great champion. But you would be a greater champion if you would defend this against people. And AJ's like, well, you know what? Next person out here gets it. And it's Matt Riddle. We had uh, reported this on Fightful Select. Matt Riddle comes out and says he is the bro who runs the show. He doesn't want a handout. He wants a match. Now, obviously, this is a sensitive topic right now. But how did you feel about the rollout of Matt Riddle? I, I like the angle. I liked how everything was set up. You know, I'm 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 not a fan of all these repetitive formalities like contract signings and title title celebrations. But I the twist that was really fun here was AJ Styles saying, "No, no, no, uh, Renee, I want I want Daniel Bryan to come hand me my title." I thought, ah, this is perfect, really. And Daniel Bryan being very gracious, being a perfect. Uh, a perfect good guy baby face being like a professional, consummate professional. Yeah, he straps it around his waist and there's no no shenanigans, no belt shots. Just like, okay, that's fantastic, which helps the arrival of Matt Riddle then. Uh, I mean, if, you, if you're going to introduce him and you want people to get behind him, put him with one of the top guys in the company, not only one of the top guys, 
but one of your top workers as well. Uh, that'll get everyone instantly excited. Belt, title title program, regardless. I, I mean, it's good. It's it's good because it's going to elevate the the uh, the uh, the IC title. And goddamn, SmackDown needs a title people can get behind because yes. I don't care about the Universal Title, my man. Oh, so this one boy. at least feels special. And, uh, and and throwing Riddle into the mix here makes it all feel special. I really liked the opening segment. I really did. So as this match happened, AJ says, you know what? Uh, this ain't for the title. And Matt Riddle wins. And it's a good mm-hmm. match. It's a damn good match. Uh, during this, he ends up interacting, he being Riddle, with Baron Corbin. So you know they're going there. And... Who knows? After today, he might be eating an end of days in a pinfall in about ah, a week. Whenever they tape SmackDown, but uh, this was a very good match. It was a nice mix of like work and shoot and spots. And Riddle mm-hmm. wins with the Bro Down, which is uh, basically uh, it's not a tombstone, but you get in that position and you slam them. Yeah, it's like a gotch slam. Yeah, and I I dig the gotch slam. I love it. I remember, like, Just Incredible kind of doing that here and there when mm-hmm. he couldn't safely drop people on That's their heads. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was a good match. I mean, obviously, this is this is a dream match for a lot of people that was taking place in a nightmare situation for a lot of other people. I think that's that's very eloquently put. That's exactly that's exactly what it was. Because uh, yeah, uh, the 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 um, the match was good. And honestly, you know, when you think back, um, when you when you think back over you know eighteen to twenty four months, not very surprising that AJ Styles is put in a position with a newcomer, a new arrival, and puts him over. Yeah, AJ has done it uh, has done it a couple of times uh, in the past with. Uh, um, I do believe he had a good match with Buddy Murphy right early on when uh, when Murphy was on SmackDown. If I'm not mistaken, it's happened. Uh, so uh, so this is just leaning into it, leaning into AJ, uh, helping create new people, new momentum. My God, I am not looking forward to any feud with Baron Corbin because there is already a Baron Corbin replacement on SmackDown. We're going to talk about it in a bit, mm. but. Uh, it, the only thing I found strange is, well, <laughs> why did everyone get into the ring when when he celebrated? It, well, first off, why was everybody out there? Well, because AJ said he wanted okay. everyone to come out to celebrate. Daddy said that at first. Because it kind of felt very licks. I'm a social distancing truther and a flat earther. <laughs> I'm hitting a double tonight, he said. Um, the the uh, COVID community. <laughs> It, it was kind. Of, it, it kind of felt very Lex Lugerish, you know, when Luger didn't win the title, but everyone went in the ring to celebrate. Like that's what it was. Uh, is Matt Riddle? In, uh, did he go around the locker room just before the match and made sure to shake everyone's hand, you know, to make sure that he got in everyone's good graces before getting in, and they were all really excited. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that seemed a little weird to me, a little more contrived, but. Hey, you know what? It's a nitpick. It didn't take away from my enjoyment of it. We have a ton of Super Chats. Big thank you, you guys. I can't tell you how important that is to us. Sitting on my bed says, I was disgusted by all the stuff I saw and couldn't believe it. To think there are people with this disgusting mindset. Yeah, and and that's the thing, is that for a long time, people haven't believed it. It's not that they couldn't believe it. They haven't believed it, and that's a problem. 
Stay up and keep it up says, am I right here? Is this basically he said, she said? I mean, sure, in some cases it is, but in a lot of cases it's he said, she, 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 she said. Like, it's not just, it's not quite so simple. And I'm sure there have been some people falsely accused. I'm sure there have been some petty things that have been out there, but that's that's not really the point. That's not really the point, and hopefully, if anybody has been falsely accused, that will come to light. Hopefully, that will come to light. Uh, but wrestling needs to change. The culture of it needs to change. I mean, it has me going back and reviewing every daily interaction that I make. And and that's probably what everybody should do as a responsible adult is say, you know what, maybe – Maybe today wasn't the day to go out there and say, we're making a Dong Lord shirt and all that shit. It ain't right today. It ain't It ain't cool. Mm-hmm. Sitting on my bed wants to know if you have stared One Piece yet. Oh, if I started? Started. One Piece? Oh, okay. Started no, One I Piece. Haven't, no, I haven't. No, that's going to be quite the commitment. Like, I think I've evaluated if I start. If I start now, it'll take me like four months if I watch like... Uh, three episodes a day, I can't commit to that. Oh, it's a show. I thought you were getting ready for bikini season, Warren. Well, I, if that, I mean, it's cold They're horror. in. <laughs> they're in. I've bought my wife like six of them. They, they're popular again. I don't know. Well, Steven Larson's going in raw. God, I appreciate oh, you shit. guys. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. He sa- They say uh, lots of love to them fightful boys from the friendos. Some A-plus people. Uh, the line drive said, kind of wish that was made an official lumberjack match. Always fun in matches like this. Uh, uh, not, not, they, I mean, really, they all shouldn't have even been out there. He should have said, go backstage and watch on a monitor. But they had to set up the, the riddle thing. The riddle thing that's, with Baron Corbin. That's, that's pretty funny. I hate lumber, lumberjack matches, by the way. I, I think they're stupid. <laughs> DGMC. Warren, say DGMC. Screwed DGMC if you agree. I don't know what that means either. I don't know. Let's just skip over it. It doesn't matter. Evan Wright says, Champion getting getting pinned on TV sucks. Not a fan. I'm not really either. This one, they they had to establish a a big star. And I agree. I'm not too keen on that, though. How do you feel about it? Oh, you know, uh, the, um, the, the fact, the, the fact that, uh, that AJ got a clean pin, uh, got, uh, got pinned cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, it, no, honestly, it doesn't, it, if for a guy like AJ Styles, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't. And look, we say it more than enough. WWE doesn't, doesn't build stars. They don't go all in. They're always very like, Oh, let's touch the water. Oh, it's a little cold. Let's pull back a little bit, guys. Let's not go too quickly. And here they go. This is the statement. Matt Riddle beats AJ Styles. Clean. Good. Because I want a big star on SmackDown. I want one. And Riddle should probably get an Intercontinental title match now and get screwed out of it by Baron Corbin. Sure. Tim Traver says, I've dealt with abuse all my life, not going into details. Hey, you have a support system now. You have people that care about you. You have people that you can talk to. You know, you can always reach out to me. Uh Liam says, lost my job this week due to the ongoing pandemic. We want to say thank you to SRS, Fightful, and Warren for taking my mind off of things in this tough time. I hope that changes. Uh, yeah. It's it's a rough situation right now. 
outside of wrestling in general. And as Ball Don't Lie Worldwide says, Australia fires, Kobe's death, COVID, layoffs, racism, riots, now this. What a damn year. Yeah, this is probably the the worst year that most of us have lived through. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Injection 2K says, Is everything okay with Wrestle Talk? I really hope so. I mean, they issued a statement and they said that Alex Shane was stepping away, as he should have. I can tell you that considering the plethora of things that were, were going on there, I, I would not have done another Wrestle Talk thing there. And I'll leave what Wrestle Talk is doing to Wrestle Talk, and they can they can make comments on their own. It's not really my place to make a statement for them. Throwback twenty seven says, "Sean woke me up since my phone is next to me. I'm wicked wide awake. <laughs> Seen the shorts on Twitter. Styles trying to goad Brian was cool. Made their match their next match matter. Yeah, I mean, I I will be excited to watch that whenever it happens." Martin McG says, thank God for Fightful as Twitter has broke my heart when it comes to wrestling over the last two days. Well, hey, we hope to not break your heart. I mean, none of us are perfect, but we, we're going to try to treat people as well as we can. Mm-hmm. I know Warren doesn't have an issue with that at all. No, Jose, Jose Flores says, all people have to do is listen. That is it. Not automatically pick a side. Just listen to what they have to say. Be respectful. Thank you guys for being who you are. That's the, the sentiment you echoed, Warren. It's really not. It's really not that hard. It's it's just not that hard. Like I said, you're not just because they're coming out doesn't mean you have to react. Just have to listen. And like we keep saying, it's not two or three people. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of people, men and women, coming out with their stories. Uh, Just just take a moment to listen to what they're saying, even if it is like I said, even if it is against. A wrestler you really like. Just listen to what they have to say. It's not a question of taking sides. David Figg says, Will WWE follow local regulations and start wearing masks for their tapings and live shows? Will they try to fight it? They should. They should, Warren. I mean, they should wear masks, not try to fight it. <laughs> and they're, <laughs> selling, they're selling masks on WWEshop.com. Sean, they have their live studio audience. Let's not call them... Let, let's not call them a, a you know the the crowd. No, no, a planned live studio audience wearing WWE star gear appropriate to the brand that they're on. Yeah, Th- this is not like this isn't uh, th- this isn't like Shotzi Blackheart going backstage and say, "Oh, I'd like to wear a, a Kevin Owens T-shirt." It's like, "Nah, you're wearing you're you're wearing uh, Umberto Carrillo tonight." Oh, oh, okay. They just have to put the masks on them, and people will be like, "Wow, cool! I can get a I, I can get a fiend mask. Awesome!" And people are going to buy them. Yeah, I, it's it, even if you even on its most basic mercantile capitalistic impulses, <laughs> WWE isn't caving like, on this. It's ridiculous, and that's been their mo forever. I know that's <laughs> it. It's weird. Uh. It's really weird. Well, I tell you what, I think it would be very funny if it came out that Sheamus was not to blame for this wreck at all and just got piss-faced for no reason. Because you know who's behind all this. It's Carmella and Corey Graves, Warren. Oh, my God. Boy, did Twitter run off with that. That was so, like, they didn't say that they like pissing on each other, guys. Stop oh. sending... Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give me the news tip, please. I got it. I listened to it. They Listen were the joking. Tip. They were joking. Well, Hardy says Seamus makes him question whether or not he's a good performer, a good person, a good husband. He says he's been an adrenaline junkie and an alcoholic, and he's overcome bigger objects in his life, and he's going to overcome this too. My spot on this, it's like I don't know if he has truly overcome being an alcoholic and – it's another one of those situations. It's like, who the fuck am I? I don't know, but damn, man. Well, I mean, if we want to lump this in with uh, with Seamus's interview later on, you know, uh, this whole thing is extremely yes. exploitive at this point. Seamus now says it, that, that Jeff Hardy deserves to be bullied and loves it. Yeah. And he's going I mean, next, to toast Jeff Hardy next week. There you go. It, it, at this point, it's just exploitive. That's all it is. It's just it, – it's exploiting – Jeff Hardy's misery. This it wasn't a fun time for him no. to be uh, to be uh, addicted and be uh, you know have to be taken away from his job and uh, feeling remorseful towards his family. This is not fun, and I can guarantee with a certain level of certainty that he lives with that shame every day, regardless, and that's one thing he has to overcome among many others every day. I think it's extremely exploitive of WWE to be still harping on this. I think uh, the the angle has run its course. They should be sticking to wrestling. I think this is putting, this is casting a very dark shadow on Jeff Hardy's legacy because no one wants to be remembered as the drunk that overcame everything to not be a drunk. Like, because his his legacy is a lot larger than that, but that's what we're narrowing it down to right now. And Sheamus is effectively a second Baron Corbin. I talked about it last week, and it's even more present now. The way he delivers his lines, the content of what he says. We're going to have some fun next week, and we're going to do a goofy heel moment. Oh, replace we're going to toast Jeff Hardy by we're going to feed Jeff Hardy dog food. And it's essentially the same thing. Bruce Pritchard does not know how to build a proper heel. And I'm sorry, he doesn't because all his his heels are goofy. They do shenanigans. They're supposed to be smarmy. What all they are is corny as hell and a little uh, a little offensive to our intelligence. That's what Seamus is right now. Evan Wright says, like I said before, the Matt Hardy booking on AEW and the Jeff Hardy booking on WWE are completely different universes. Yeah, they are. One's the broken universe. Ha-ha! And the other one's the WWE universe. Ha-ha! God damn it, pal. 
Azo Smith says, don't WWE consider that Victory Road 2011 happened? <laughs> no. No. They but don't thanks care. For, thanks for playing, though. They don't but care. Hannah Moore says, I listened to the whole Carmella Graves thing, and it, it scarred me for life because of Twitter. Rob Wilkins says, I got a DM tonight asking why no funny Fightful photo. Love that people enjoy them, but didn't feel like it tonight. Warren plugged the Warren Hayes show. We'll let him at the end. We'll let him tell you that it's on every Thursday night. At 9 p.m. on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. We'll tell that later. Myron Kidd says, story of 2020. You leave social media for a couple hours, a new breaking story and tragedy. It sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Not that we have to read it, that it happens. DGMC says, inject Styles, Brian, and Ray, or Riddle into my veins, bro. I was trying to say Reigns and Veins and Riddle and Styles and Brian, and it it's all went together, but I would be completely down for that, Warren. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I, honestly, it, it, it's crazy how it's crazy how we think about Roman not being there and how misty is right now, just yeah. as a presence. Uh, I think he would. He's sorely, sorely missed right now by this audience, uh, b being us. Uh, I can't wait for him to come back. And yes, there's a lot of great combinations still ready there. Riddle opens up a whole new, a whole new can of worms there. So that's a lot of fun. Shorty G, still with his stupid name, says that all heavyweights don't know what it's like to have eyes in the back of their heads. Mojo approaches and he gets punched. Cool. Solid quick match. Shorty G cradles uh, Mojo out of what looked like a Tornado DDT attempt and got the win. Uh, I mean, the short jokes have been played out, right? Mm -hmm. Or I mean, it's time to move on. And it's time for Shorty G to stop being like, I may be not that big, but boy, oh boy, it, I'm it, like, seriously, we're done. We're absolutely done with it. Taz Let's didn't do that. Something else. What's that? Taz never did that. He just dropped I, people in their domes and he got no. over. Yep. 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 Uh, just between us, all of us, I'm really surprised that Chad Gable didn't try to get out of his contract when, with, when all this stuff happened. I, there's something holding him there. Maybe it could be the money. Could be just. Could be that he's just really happy. But it's really odd because that guy is a star wherever he go. That in a, any promotion that doesn't have a W, a W and an E in its uh, in its acronym. Rob Wilkins says, "Fine, plug your upcoming Eric Bischoff interview. It is up for early access subscribers of Select." Um, but, it's so funny. It's like you're getting super chats telling you. I know. Your like like I'm gonna forget. It's Rob. He knows what he's doing. I know. I know. And it's over an hour long. He gave me he gave me a lot of time. I'm very happy with it. Tim Traver says good night, everybody. Listening to the podcast while I sleep. Thank you very much. Glad that we can put you to sleep. Uh, <laughs> pass it to DJ. It says thanks for everyone's hard work at Fightful. Have a good night, Fightful. Faithful. We're just. Do we got a Baron Corbin half Nelson cross face I, I guess. here? We're, well, we're, we're officially we're officially the main event cravat right now. That cravat is, is really good though, man. Uh, Eloquence says Gable would be amazing in New Japan. Yeah, damn right he would be. Give me that oh. in PWG. Hey, get him in the best of Super Juniors. Ooh. And Ooh. Evan Wright says, give me Riddle and Gulak in the fight pit. I don't know if we'll see the fight pit on the main roster, but I would love to see that. And DGMC says Warren's show is now called the Screw Job. It's my my show is bleeding into is bleeding into the my fightful shows now. It's fantastic. My show, which you can listen to on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. There you go, every Thursday night. <laughs> Miss TV, they bring out Mandy Rose just to talk about Sonya. And Mandy 
says, when Sonya shows up, says, she wants to be done. Well, that's funny, Warren, because I remember Sonya being pretty done. And then Mandy popped up like Jinder Mahal on a Titantron, like, hey, Sonya, up here, and cost her a match. Exactly. It's either, uh, is it a disingenuous style character development that we're getting for uh, Mandy Rose. No, 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 no. It's just poor continuity. Uh, the left hand, not saying the same things that the right hand is. Um, no, I, absolutely. Like I was at no Mandy. You taunted her last week. You cost her a match. Of course, she's going to come out, come out in a hot damn black on black on black suit. The goat. My God. Goat. Man, that what? What? I mean, you, there's there's a certain look. I'd wear that, and you'd be like, "Huh? Didn't know the Michelin <laughs> man went uh, went decided to uh, change his colors." And uh, I like honestly, that's what I'd look like. She looked like she was poured into She's it. She's a star. It, oh my god, it was so good. And the promo. Ugh! Imagine if they had her win stuff. <laughs> Uh, so they, they get into it and Mandy Rose beats her up and Anakin JMT says, Sonya sold me tonight with her promo. She sold me with her work, with her, with the way that she walks, the way that she talks, the way that she acts. It's, it's amazing. They're giving her an inch. She's taking a mile every single time. And here's, here's something for your consideration. Cause you, when we were seeing Sonya and Miz and Morrison in the ring right there, I was like, wouldn't that be an absolutely fantastic trio right there where Sonya is the leader? Like, it would work. You'd have the two goofballs in the back, and Sonya's, like, Sonya's trying to keep those those two fools in line. And then you give Sonya, especially in the way she delivered her promo tonight, you give Sonya, a, like, a, a, an American Psycho, like, Patrick Bateman type of, of gimmick. Because she's, you know, she's looking at Mandy, and she says... You know, if this is what I have to look forward to, then she can she can become like yes. very start talking about boot laces. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, your the color of your laces are a little more are, are a little eggshell. Mine are off white. Are yours in polyester? Because mine mine are in nylon. And then be super obsessive about little details like that. She could really pull Somebody's off. Somebody's got to take your TV away from you. <laughs> she I really appreciate pull, it, <laughs> but she could really pull off a Patrick Bateman kind of thing with Miz and Morrison backing her up. And wouldn't that be nice? Like a like a a real a a, a, a stable of wrestlers led by a, a a strong woman, a wrestler like Zelina's doing. Yes, good as much as she can right now because they're splitting them up and everything. But that would be great. It'd be such a nice twist, and she could pull it off. She could absolutely pull it off. This was an insignificant segment between. Characters that should not, that I don't consider insignificant. I consider them very significant in Sonya, mm-hmm. and a lot of people do too. Azo Smith says, I'm dreaming of the future Sonya versus Banks title feud. Sonya should be a top star. She should be a top star. Yep. And, uh, Aaron Jay's fan says, I bet Sonya would get cheers with a real crowd. Me too. I think she would. I think so too. I think so too. She's, she's, she's extremely charismatic. She's very passionate. It's the kind of heel that you can get behind. Absolutely. Uh, Hannah Moore says Sonya is the daddy of WWE. I think that would be a great name for her. Kind of, and then you know what? When Becky comes back and she says that she's the man, the man versus the daddy. Yeah, damn it, damn it. Where's my checkbook? 
I haven't written a check in years. I want to savor this. I want to sit there at the counter and write this check out and inconvenience you while you're behind me. And you only have one item to buy. But I'm saying, you know what? I'm taking my time. Ah, man. Drew Nicholas says, Sonya needs to come out to Huey Lewis in the news now. It's hip to be square. They ain't got to license that. Tell me I'm wrong. They ain't got to license that. You know they're not. (laughs) You know they're not. Oh, man. Uh, do we have anything else? Uh, this, yeah, uh, I think we have one. Um, I think DGMC had asked about if Becky was out of the title picture, who could we see stepping up? I think that was what it was. Sonya is the one I can see stepping up legitimately. Um, oh, absolutely, especially if you're sick of Charlotte. This is perfect right here. Who? It's perfect. Who would be sick of Charlotte? So, New Day defeated ha- or Lucha House Party. This was a good match. Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro are watching backstage, and Sasha and Bailey are on commentary, and I love it. They're so good. When they go off about Big E doing the Bailey to belly. Right? That was fantastic. Come on. The Midnight Ride fantastic. wins it. Cesaro and Nakamura lay an ass whooping down. Demon Diva mm-hmm. says that Cesaro swing into the Kinshasa was so beautiful. Realistically, I think that they should have beat Lucha House Party last week. And then this week when New Day fights them, then they beat them up. That way it's not like, oh, okay, well, they beat the champion, so you know what's happening. I get so sick of the 50-50. I agree. But, you know, then that would imply that they have plans for these people instead of just making it up as they go along. Uh, I I really agree. This was, the, this, was a, this was a fun match. Again, Lucha House Party... Putting on a good match again. If I'm not surprised because I watched them on 205 Live, if so, this is consistent for me. I love Lindsay Dorado. I've always been a big fan since the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, I'm glad that even though they're in losing efforts, at least they're actually having wrestling matches and not just being squashed by Braun Strowman or La- or Lars Sullivan. So that's really good. Um, I loved commentary as well. How. Sasha and Bailey were essentially marking out for the new day the entire way through. Big splash, big splash, and they were, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yes, the big swing Kinshasa combo. I was like, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to do this? And was, ooh, that requires some timing, some precision, and a good old fashioned yes, you can pull this by the guy who who eats the move because Jesus, yeah. that could go wrong in a second. That was good. I liked the match. Anakin says, Cole was too heavy-handed with, on commentary with Sasha and Bayley during the New Day match. Sasha just saved it with that glance at Bayley's title at the end. I mean, kind of, but we, we've heard Corey Graves, and he even said, I've tried to drive a wedge in between them for years. Michael, you should just give it up. Uh, Azo Smith says, hey, Seth, Sonya did it better. Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be a good one. Uh, pass it to DJ said, would it be interesting if Sasha and Bailey are still tag champs when they feud? I really think they should lose them and put somebody else over and it should emerge from that. Honestly. Yep. D'Lo Diggs says, been a few rough weeks. Mom died suddenly to a, due to a stroke. Me being a wrestler, seeing all the stuff on Twitter is sad, but just subscribe to Fightful Select. Well, I thank you for doing that, but, um, we definitely feel for you and, and your family. That's horrible, especially at a time like this. I'm really sorry to hear that. Liam says, Heels hating the announcers is brilliant. Oh, I love it. I think it's 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 perfect. Korosami1997 says, Becky said Sonya was a star, and she wasn't wrong. Boy, she knows how to pick him, doesn't she, Warren? Oh, she, 
she's got a good eye. She's yeah. Got, <laughs> she's got a good eye. Uh, then again, you know, you, you kind of have to not want to see it. You know, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting Becky Lynch's eye for talent, but you kind of, ha- you kind of have to deliberately not be watching Sonya Deville and how she's, how she's growing and how she's improved and how she's leaning into, uh, to her push right now to, to, to not realize that she's, that she's a star in the making. Hey, throwback rather says the Bischoff interview was great. Give a thumbs up and subscribe uh, and get your fightful gear at shop.fightful.com. Waiting for mine to rock out. Sonya should be number one contender by the end of the year. She should be number one contender like by the end of the summer is yeah. what she should be. Yeah, pretty much. The line drive brings up. There's a shot in the episode that feels almost like parody. All the underutilized women on the roster just talking about what they want to do. You have these women build a tag division. They are on NXT. I'll give them credit for that. But they should here, too. Now, the thing is, it's Lacey and Naomi, and a lot of people like that. And um, they talk about how they're underutilized, Warren. And then they say, where's Nikki? Well, she's beating the shit out of Sasha and Bailey. That's where. <laughs> That's what she's doing. No, that's it. it uh, it's an interesting segment to 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 do because it really does underscore that you're not doing anything with your women right now and we oh yeah we realize that we're not that they're not doing anything with us right girls yeah and yeah, it's no one's no one we're not booked for any matches tonight right no no i thought nikki cross was supposed to be yeah no it it was it was odd it's a it's a strange segment to do and i'm thinking trying to think it's like sure it was too short a segment for a match but why don't you just book them you know why don't you just do something. I mean, Bailey hasn't defended the title in a while. Why not just create a little undercard feud or mid-card feud mm-hmm. where you have a triple threat one week to determine the number one contender for the Bailey's title and you just put the women on TV and have them wrestle? It's really strange sometimes. It's 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 really really odd sometimes what they're what what WWE tries to do versus what they maybe should be doing cuz I'm they're really painting themselves into a corner still with the with the women's division especially on SmackDown not a lot of protected strong women on the card there uh once Bailey and Sasha have their feud and one of them ends up with the title who's who's next like who are you, who's your go to after it's it's a weird situation well, we got a match. Sasha Banks beat Nikki Cross. A good, quicker match. Cross had an amazing Tornado DDT. A good back-and-forth match, and I love Sasha winning, and I love her winning with a Meteora. Absolutely. Makes yeah. me so happy, because you got to establish that move as much as she does it. Absolutely. And Kevin Langhoff says, technically, as of now, Sasha Banks is scheduled to wrestle four matches in eight, eight days. That's why I've said, I mean, she's had some injuries in her time, and appreciate her while you have her because you never know in the world of wrestling. You just never know. Uh, sitting on my bed says, since Bailey likes booking Sasha in matches, she should book her versus EO. That's the beauty of those tag titles, Warren. That's actually such a good idea. Why, why didn't I think of that? It's absolutely perfect in the, in the, in the, um, uh, the, the, the environment that they have right now, the relationship that they have, Go back to NXT, and it's like, yeah, you know what, EO? Sasha's going to take care of you. She, you know, she's the blueprint. She's the NXT Women's Champion. And, and Sasha's like, are you I, I, really? I get, that'd be fantastic. Oh, my goodness. What a good idea. Now I want that. Our dude Anakin wearing out that uh, 
wearing out that new debit card of his saying the way Nikki Cross punches the air with her arms looks like the Power Rangers light speed rescue Megazord. I stopped watching after season one, man. They got rid of Zack and R.I.P. Trini, by the way. Couldn't couldn't stomach it anymore. Couldn't handle it. Uh, Evan Wright says Gable versus John Gresham would rule. Jonathan Gresham was the most excited I was to see somebody booked on Sean Ross App Served Hall. I was very excited. <laughs> but uh, we did have Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt's back. He says he lost to Braun. Braun appears and says they're done. Again, no better way to say we're done than interrupt somebody's shit, Warren. And I don't mean physical shit. And let me tell you, I've had a few of those interrupted over the past couple weeks. I tell you what. Uh, you. Uh, no, no. Um, Braun Strowman is. Uh, Braun Strowman is boring. He's and and. When I say that, it's not even Braun the guy. Because we know Braun can be a lot more entertaining than that. We've seen it on TV. He can be much more affable, much more entertaining, charismatic. Nah, it's, he's just dull. Dull as paint, and it's not his fault. It's whatever creative has been balancing his way. And, and right and now, meantime, we let's go ahead and get into it. They're, they're balancing the old Bray Wyatt his way. And to me, the crazy thing is, it seems awfully Matt Hardy of them right now. Because mm-hmm. right now, Matt is like, what ha- What Matt Hardy do you want to face? Which one do you want to face? And we got Jeremy Lambert joking, Sammy should pick King of the Ring 95, Matt Hardy, the one that just sat there and opened the door. Like, and, <laughs> but Bray is just busting out all these. To me, Warren, it isn't a good thing that there are so many gimmicks that WWE fucked up that Bray can just <laughs> pick them out oh. and say, hey, let's bring this back. And hopefully nostalgia n- nostalgia will, will, will make it happen. Um, the, the, this, the, the, the cult leader Bray Wyatt gimmick, the one before he became the eater of worlds and just started talking nonsense – uh, was the great one of the one of WWE's big fumbles because that gimmick was over. People liked it; they were behind it. Now they're sort of dredging it up in a nostalgic way, saying, "Hey, remember, remember here we had this history. You guys seem to like it when we start talking about history. Well, here's some history. Yeah, yes, and I'm gonna admit I liked it. I liked how it was executed. How he." Uh, how I was expecting the fiend. That's what we're, we're all expecting. Yes. But he's like, no. And he leans back into the, you know, the, um, into the Max Katie gimmick, basically. And with, with the, um, you know, the, with, with the catch lines, you know, run and, uh, follow the buzzards, the whole nine yards. The, but it does feel like, hey, you know what? We're going to go back to some old ideas to make them fresh again. When in reality, what you are missing right now is freshness, and it's not—it's not just about Bray. Bray, I think, is fine. I consider Bray to be the one of the best character workers that WWE will ever have, because the gimmicks that he has been given would not have been a quarter of the same level of success had they been given to anyone else. I really, really, to me, Bray Wyatt and uh, uh, um, Mark Calloway becoming the Undertaker. Same thing. Anyone else but Mark Calloway as the Undertaker would have nosedived. And it's the same thing here. 
and he's reinvented himself into different personas as we moved on. This guy's fantastic. Braun is the problem here. Braun is dull as paint, and I don't understand how we've gotten to this point where I don't care about Braun Strowman, and it breaks my heart because I used to care about Braun Strowman. I used to care about Braun Strowman a lot. I used I cared a lot when he when he was bringing rigging down on uh, Brock Lesnar when he was flipping ambulances over. God damn, where is that? Where is that guy that just dives into everything? Why is it that the minute a a WWE superstar becomes a top tier champion, a world level champion, they become neutered. They become uh, ordinary and basic and without any personality, any drive. We're done, Bray. Are we? That's it? That's all really you have to say? Braun, I know your character isn't supposed to be uh, brilliant because that's Brain Strowman, which is a whole other, which is a whole other <laughs> that's, character. That's all he's got to bust out is Brain Strowman. <laughs> but, uh, but there could be more to this. There could be so much more than your than Braun holding the WWE Championship, something we've been want uh, the Universal Title, excuse me, something that we've been wanting for a while for him to have a top title belt and be in these feuds where the title ultimately doesn't matter. I, I'm bored with it. We have a lot of super chats on this one. Uh, Corey Cropper, close friend of Fightful, says, "Here's some money. Hey, we appreciate that, Corey. Uh, that that is that is." That's a solid round of Jesus golf right there, which we will be doing hopefully soon. Matt J. Hendricks says, Bray Wyatt is a master storyteller, and I'm perfectly fine with him being the modern-day Mick Foley. I I am too. It's just... Warren, if we made an effort to simultaneously book Bray Wyatt at the top and fuck him up at the same time, we could not have done a better job than what WWE has done. And, and and the thing is, is that it's not the first time. It's not the first time. And if anything, if anything that the Firefly Funhouse match reminded us is how badly they bungled that WrestleMania with with John Cena. There was, it, it was the worst possible decision. And maybe going back and saying this is where my descent started is a little dramatic, a little melodramatic. But it did not help the character. That is part of the the downward spiral, at least, of the Bray Wyatt character at that time, he should have gone over. It's And and then, of course, The Fiend and The Hell in the Cell. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It takes a talent, I think, at this point, to screw things up so badly. I think it's talent. So uh, we've got Drew Nicholas saying, "When's who's the last babyface booked as good as Drew? I think this is relative to Braun. Um, I can't remember what Becky... Becky is probably the last yeah. baby face, and yeah. they happened into that. Drew was a concentrated effort. Becky was an accident. Yeah. Evan Wright says Damascus, Big Money, Matt, and Backyard Matt Hardy versus Swamp Bray, Firehouse Bray, or Funhouse Bray, and Fiend in a six man tag. Let's go. I hope one day we get to see that in a cinematic element. Anakin JMT says, Did SmackDown just seem to end abruptly? No. Uh, Bray told him to run, and then they they ran. Azo Smith says, F off with the progressive logo during Bray's promo. It does take the aura away a little bit. 
Vincent Elsar says, is rehashing Swamp Father Bray Wyatt another way to stall in the Fiend coming back? I would say yes, Warren. I would concur. I think they're just they're they're going to tease this a bit. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with this. Like like I've said in previous episodes, if they really leaned into the fact that Braun Strowman is a former cult member and had to be deprogrammed, and now Bray Wyatt is trying to reactivate his old impulses, that would be really interesting. But they've leaned completely away from that. Like there would be something a little juicier here, but uh, look, we'll see what happens. But I think the fiend is coming out inevitably of this. Patelron says, who looks scarier, The Fiend or Abaddon? I, I got to rock with Abaddon. Jesus Christ, that's commitment. Well, hey, JR almost had a heart attack <laughs> announcing it. He was, he didn't believe what he was seeing there. I it, mean, come on. He was simultaneously afraid to offend people, but offended himself. He's like, I'm sorry, but look at this human. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, hey, that's, that's the gag. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, throwback says, let Braun be who he is outside of WWE and make a name for himself or mixed match challenge, uh, mixed tag challenge Braun since he and Alexa had free reign to do what they wanted. Most people did on that show. I think charismatic Braun is the way to go and Braun tears shit up is the way to go. Um, I don't need him doing pee and poop humor. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think that they're leaving a lot on the table with Braun Strowman and have for three years. And the thing is, if Reigns were there, he wouldn't be in the spot. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think he'd be in that. I, I, I don't think he would be in the spot. Um, and it's a shame. But the, Warren <laughs> Warren has been timed out in our chat for being rude to DGMC. I, I would fine. like to send you a heartfelt apology, DGMC, oh on God. behalf of Mr. Warren Hayes. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt you. Ah, you know what? He's taunting you. He's getting timed out. I I don't tolerate this. No celebrations in the end zone here. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's fine. Uh, Look, it could all be worse. It could be Goldberg. So there we go. You're damn right. (laughs) You're damn right. Throwback27 says, Bray Wyatt can be compared to two people, Foley and Hardy. All three have different types of characters, and it's fun to watch. Can't wait to see what Bray does next. Maybe. Okay. He says, maybe one day TikTok Bray is on the clock. I thought he was about to go the direction of Bray Wyatt joining TikTok, <laughs> the app. And I was like... Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what I thought he was talking about. Yeah, And I was like, that's about how long he has before WWE screws up his booking is the, the length of a TikTok. But Killer Cross <laughs> would be a, a nice one. I could see him hitting Bray with a beautiful Saito suplex. Oh, for sure. But what? I think I think he's going to be... I think he's going to be a bit of an anchor for NXT for a while. Our boy, uh, our boy, Carrion Cross or Killian Cross, like Adam Cole <laughs> called him on Wednesday. Oh, poor Adam Cole. Joseph Stern <laughs> says, "I'm sick of the Fiend going after a title. I'm sick of him being in that program." Do you remember what they used to say, Warren? Like when you would listen to the Pritchard show, and they'd go, "Why didn't Jim? Why didn't Jake Roberts have the title? Because he didn't need it." There has why didn't why didn't Andre the Giant ever win the title? Well, he did for like he one did. minute, but still. For one minute, but you know what I mean, yes. He didn't need it. There has not been a case of the last 20 years of didn't need it more than The Fiend. Mm-hmm. My God. Throwback27 uh, says, Sasha works as hard as she did in chaotic wrestling. She's hungry to show her skills. Yeah, I think it's obvious, man. She is one of the my, my favorite workers in the world to watch. I love it. Azo Smith says, control your mutt friend. We don't deserve Bailey. 
she is amazing at saying things that aren't like groundbreaking, but are still just so entertaining and heelish, Warren. No, she she's she she has that balance, right? Just that balance of serious and humor. You know, she not unlike a certain Christopher Jericho uh, in certain in certain extents, where she's able to turn up the crazy. But then when it's time, uh, bring it back down to, to the essence of what we're doing. She's very, very, very good. Last couple of Super Chats, guys, and we're wrapping up. So leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Rob Oaken says, you think we see Undisputed Era on main roster by November? I don't. I think they are anchors of NXT. We might be looking at 500,000 viewers for NXT if they leave. Yeah, I agree. And Evan Wright says, I've rewatched the Vanguard One funeral in VTE about 10 times. Might be some of the funniest stuff I've seen from a non-wrestling show. To me, that's when I said, okay, okay, being the elite is back. Yeah. There was a line there when they were discussing how they were like, we don't know how old he was. And then off camera, Matt Hardy goes, he was about to turn five. <laughs> I lost it. And Cody and the Bucks arguing over what they were wearing to a funeral amazing stuff that was amazing stuff but also if you want amazing stuff check out warren every thursday you get like you get the the full warren experience wednesdays through fridays just back to back to back that's true warren first off tell us about your thursday evening podcast 9 p.m eastern is when i record live on youtube.com slash mr warren hayes Basically recapping the week in wrestling, talking about current events. It's a good time. You should go go over there, subscribe, and and hit the bell thing, and then you'll get a notification when I start. 9 p.m. Thursdays. It, it, it's a fun time, and uh, there's a lot of regulars from the Fightful Chat who are there. Uh, it's a good place to hang out, talk some wrestling. Have a good time. Come on over. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I fully believe that Warren has developed into one of the best podcasters, period. Uh, we, we talked about how we did that, that, uh, retro podcast and immediately was like, I gotta get this dude on the roster. I mean, you guys know how hands on I am with every show. And I looked at Warren's work and I said, you know what? I think I can take Wednesday nights off. Thank you, Warren. Uh, thank you. Sean. Check out his show. Check out his content. Leave us the thumbs up. Subscribe. Thank you guys for being so generous in the Super Chats. I've mentioned this before, and it's a little bit above my pay grade anyway, but Google has kind of screwed us on web ad revenue. And I know some of you have seen weird ads on our our channel. If you see weird political ads on our channel, hit me up so I can get them the fuck out of there. But uh, Google ain't doing us any favors, so thank you guys so much for being so generous in the Super Chats. Throwback27 says... Wicked show, guys. Thanks for a good night. He is abusing his own bank account just to troll us at this point. We appreciate you, Throwback. Thank you so much. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.